The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading from this past Sunday, the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Romans 11 verses 13 to 15 and especially verses 28 to 32, where Paul said, I am talking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I make much of my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies on your account. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs. For God's gift and his call are irrevocable. Just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound all men over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. My dear friends in Christ, God's amazing grace can't be stopped and how thankful we have to be that God's amazing grace can't be stopped. It keeps reaching out to the world so that more and more people can be brought into God's believing family. God's word, his grace, it's powerful and effective. Paul said, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. And what that really means, of course, is that if a person does ever lose God's grace, it's, it's not because God took his grace away from them. It's because that person rejected what Jesus did for him, what God has done for him. But even so, even if the person rejects, still, you know, what God is going to keep on trying to do is he's going to try to keep on reaching them with his grace and with his gospel right up until the time of the final judgment. His grace, it doesn't fade because of our sins. His grace stays strong in face of our sins. Paul said, for where grace increased, for where sin increased, grace increased all the more. And the point, God's grace is more than sufficient to take care of absolutely all of our sins, to make sure that all Israel, the true believers, will be saved. Well, Paul continues in our reading. For as you Gentiles who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their, the Jews, disobedience, so they, the Jews, have now become disobedient in order that they, the Jews again, may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you, to the Gentiles. In Bible times, you'd have to say that the Gentiles didn't have the benefits of God's grace that really 
the Jews had. The Jews were very blessed by God. They had so many opportunities. But because the Jews largely rejected God's grace, what God did is God had Paul and others, of course, the other apostles and missionaries after them, reach out to the Gentiles with the message of God's grace and love. Today, we're kind of in a reversal of the situation as it was in Bible times. The, the Jews were the ones who were blessed then. Now it's the Gentiles who are in a better situation. Today, the Jews, because of their unbelief, are largely outside of God's grace. They're in the position that Gentiles kind of were in. The Jews, for the most part, they've separated themselves from God. But now understand that what that makes the Jews today is prime candidates, prime mission candidates for God's grace and mercy. They need the gospel. And what that means, of course, is that We'll want to do absolutely all we can to reach out to them and, well, to anyone who doesn't know God's grace right now so that all the true Israel will be saved. Paul said, For God has bound all men over to disobedience so that he might have mercy on them all. God has guided the events of human history so that men can do nothing but consider themselves on the basis of God's law and how we've broken God's law. We can't boast. We can't make excuses. We aren't perfect as our Heavenly Father would have us be. So all that remains for us really is to fall down on our knees and ask God for his help, for his grace and mercy. Our Lord's great plan has always been to try to extend his mercy to all people. His son died for all, and God's will is, as the Apostle Paul said, God's will is that all men would be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And fortunately, we can be confident that all the true Israel, all true believers, they will be saved. Now, Paul said, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace, and if by grace, then it is no longer by works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. Passage like this, it gives credit to where credit is due. We believers we're believers only because of God's grace. It's not that we've done anything. It's because Jesus lived and died for us and he paid for all of our sins. Our deeds, they don't count to earn our salvation. They don't, can't earn heaven for us. What God did for us and what God keeps on doing for us, that's what earns us heaven. That's what counts and and how blessed we are to know that it's not me, not you, but God, our Savior, all he's done for us. Just imagine if we had to do anything to contribute to our salvation, then we'd 
lose out on the certainty of heaven. Actually, if it was in our ballpark to do something, well then, we could only be certain of eternal punishment because, well, Scripture says all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. How, how blessed we are to know that our salvation is something that's entirely in the hands of our gracious, our amazingly gracious God whose amazing grace can't be stopped. It continues to reach out into all the world so that all the true Israel will be saved. Imagine being in the asphalt business and having access to that extinct creator volcano that I talked about a couple days ago, that extinct volcano that was filled with pitch or tar or asphalt. Well, if you were in the asphalt business and you had unlimited access to the supply that was there, you'd have it made. But when we think about that volcano with the pitch and the asphalt that's in it, really it has to be a limited supply. It may be a tremendous, a great supply, but it, it has to have its limits. But God's grace doesn't have limits. God's grace doesn't have limits. It's more than sufficient to take care of everyone who has or ever will live. God's amazing grace, it can't be stopped. It's going to continue to do its work. So, so let's thank God for giving us his grace and not only for giving us his grace and making us his believing children, but also keeping us in the faith. And boy, that's gotta be a big job for God to keep us in the faith. But since he's given us his grace, since he keeps us in his grace, let's work to share that infinite supply of God's grace with everyone that we can so that they too can benefit from God's grace. There's more than enough grace for absolutely everyone. As we consider all of the things that are going on in this world today, there are some terrible things that are going on in our world today. And the evil in our world, wow. But you know what? God's grace is greater. That's the comfort for us as Christians. God's grace is greater. God's amazing grace, it cannot be stopped. And therefore, all the true Israel, all true believers will be saved. God's grace takes care of us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we know your amazing grace is un an unstoppable force at work in the Word of God through the Holy Spirit. Please strengthen our faith so always we have the desire the Apostle Paul had to reach out into the world with your amazing grace. We pray this in Jesus, our Savior's name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with you always. Amen.